So this mom didn't realize that the leftover pasta she was feeding the baby actually had garbanzo beans in it. Then the baby had a silent choke on the garbanzo beans. And I'm sharing this not to freak you guys out, but rather to show you that any food fed at the wrong time or in an unsafe environment can be a choking hazard. There are just some foods we can't feed babies, especially early on. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back to the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Katie Ferraro. I am particularly excited about today's episode. This is 15 foods never to feed your baby. Now, normally, I don't like to do like negative theme, don't do this sort of stuff. I feel like there's enough judgment out there in the parenting and baby led weaning space, and I don't want to contribute to that noise. So I'm always trying to tell you all of the amazing foods and flavors and tastes and textures your baby can eat with baby led weaning, but... In this case, there are certainly 15 foods your baby should never eat. It's not an exhaustive list, but it's going to give you a good start. Most of these are about reducing choking risk, but there's a f- I put a few like uh, secret surprises in there too, just to keep you guys paying attention so you're not like, oh, she's just always talking about choking. Speaking of choking, I do want to start you out with a tip of the day. I know a lot of you are concerned about choking, and I don't want you to be overly stressed about choking, but choking is a very rare but real risk. And most of the foods I'm going to talk about in today's episode, 15 foods never to feed your baby, we don't feed those foods because they are a choking risk. So early on when your baby is learning how to eat, tip of the day, don't strap your baby into the high chair. Now that might seem counterintuitive because you are trained as a parent to strap your baby into everything you possibly can, but we actually don't want to strap the baby into the high chair early on in solid foods. And the reason why is because first of all, early on, I know your baby is like, highly talented and skilled, but your baby's not crawling out of a high chair at six months of age. I did have a mom the other day who told me her baby could crawl at six months. I'm not saying I didn't believe her. It's just highly unusual, not typical. Most six and seven month old babies, they're not going anywhere. Put him in the high chair. You don't want him strapped in because in the event of a choking hazard, you want to be able to remove the baby quickly from the high chair. You don't want to be fumbling with those straps, especially like before you've done the high chair straps a hundred times, like they can be a little bit challenging. So you don't want to have a choking incident and then not be able to get the baby out because of the straps. Later on, when your baby's been eating for a few weeks, more likely a few months, they're moving around, they're starting to climb, they're starting to crawl, they're pushing up, standing up because their feet are resting flat on the footrest when they're eating. That's when you want to start strapping the baby in. But don't do it early on because we're always vigilant about choking. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about choking today. I'm actually going to walk you through each of the 15 foods that we don't want to feed your baby. I'm going to do it quickly, okay? But I do want to give you just a little bit of background on these because sometimes you hear, don't feed your baby this, and no one ever explains why. And a lot of these foods are don't feed your baby this food that way, but you can do it this way. So I'm going to get you through each of those 15 foods. So I want to share a quick story with you from a friend of mine who's also a fellow dietitian. And when her son was nine months old, he was eating leftover pasta that she was serving from a container. And so it was like a leftover. So the mom didn't realize or forgot that there were garbanzo beans in the bottom of the container. So it was like mixed in with the pasta, but you know, sometimes like the garbanzo beans drop to the 
bottom. So the grandma and the mom were both sitting at the table with the baby and they noticed that the baby was turning blue. And the mom said he hadn't made one noise, right? They had taken infant CPR. They had had done other infant safety courses. But in the moment, she said, I honestly just froze. I started screaming. My husband was home. He ran over, put my son upside down, started administering the back blows. The food flew out of his mouth. And we talked about like, how did you recover from this event? How did you do? How did your baby do? And she said, you know, we eventually, we got over it. So many people told me I was crazy for continuing with baby led weaning after this, but I know that choking can happen at any age. I felt like I was giving him the tools to learn how to have a healthy relationship with food from a young age. And this mom's baby's now three and a half years old. He eats almost anything and everything around him. So the story demonstrates, A, the importance of knowing what to do in the event of a choking risk, right? Both the parents were familiar with CPR. They knew how to administer the back blows, essentially saved their son's life. Furthermore, the mom was open to talking about the fact that the garbanzo bean was a culprit food. It was an intact food. It wasn't fed purposely to the baby. They didn't intend to harm the baby. But foods of that size certainly can be a choking risk. And if you're interested in learning more about why we don't feed small shaped foods like garbanzo beans to early eaters, go listen to episode number six. It's called What Shape and Size Should My Baby's food be at first. And that'll explain why we don't do these foods early on. When your baby does get a little more proficient and you're feeding foods like garbanzo beans or blueberries, that size food, you definitely smash them with your thumb. I do that for kidney beans and all foods of that shape up until the time the baby is one and sometimes even beyond that. Okay. So these foods are good when your baby's been eating a little bit more. Her baby accidentally ate the food. Okay. So sometimes we have the tendency or the propensity is like, oh gosh, she shouldn't have ever fed that food. But I love that this mom shared like, listen, it wasn't on purpose. And that's the issue too. If you have older children in your house or the baby starts crawling, they pick things up off the floor. Another child will give them the Jolly Rancher hard candy. Because you read some of these studies and you're like, well, of course, hard candies would be a choking hazard. I would never feed my baby a candy. Uh, your baby, if they're going to choke on a candy is unlikely to get the candy from you. They're going to find it on the floor or another kid, or somehow they're going to get it in their mouth when you're not watching. So any food, if it's fed in an unsafe environment, can represent a choking hazard. But we're going to go through 15 foods you certainly should not feed your baby. If you'd like to read more stories by moms who graciously shared their accounts of their babies choking, I do have a blog post called Real Life Stories of Babies Choking. And I don't share this with you to scare you. This is a great blog post because it helps us realize this could happen to any of us at any time. And just to have heightened awareness whenever we're feeding our baby. Because sometimes when your baby gets really proficient and good at eating, you let your guard down. But we don't want you to do that. I want you to stay vigilant. You can check out that blog post, The Real Life Stories of Babies Choking, on the show notes page. I'll link to it. If you go to blwpodcast.com slash eight, you can find that blog post. So let's get started with the 15 foods never to feed your baby. I should add that this is not an exhaustive list, okay? I'm going to go through them pretty quickly, but I'm also going to link to a download in the show notes page where you can just download a PDF with all of the same info so you don't have to be like rapidly writing it down or if you're rocking your baby or nursing or you're walking or you're driving, 
you're going to be like, this, this is so amazing. I want to write this all down. Don't worry. I already did it for you. Again, that's on the show notes page, which is blwpodcast.com slash eight. So let's start with 15 foods you want to steer clear of when starting your baby on solid foods. These are in no particular order. Number one, popcorn. Now, while whole grains are usually a good idea, popcorn, not so, okay? Popcorn and popcorn kernels can be a choking hazard. So not all whole grains are necessarily safe. Stay away from popcorn. Number two, nut butters. Almond butter or peanut butter, if it's thinly spread out, may be fine for older infants, but nut butters are not a great starter food because even if they're thinned out, they can be too sticky. They're tough for the baby to swallow and clear from the roof of their mouth. So in this podcast, I provide you with lots of other ways that you can safely introduce your baby to peanuts. I prefer not to do nut butters until later, but because the research and the guidance tells us early introduction of peanut protein can help prevent peanut allergy. We do want to feed our babies peanuts. So one of the products that I like is a peanut butter puff that's formulated specially for babies. It's called Puffworks Baby. If you go to puffworks.com, you can actually get 20% off with the code 20BABYLED. That's 20BABYLED. I'll link to those peanut butter puffs in my show notes at blwpodcast.com slash eight. So number two is nut butters. Steer clear of those. Number three, whole nuts, okay? You may hear, oh gosh, I need to do peanuts. I need to do tree nuts early and often to prevent food allergy down the road, but whole nuts are not safe. They do help prevent allergy, but we do want to avoid whole intact nuts as they pose a choking risk. Number four, whole grapes. Grapes are fine for babies if they're cut into quarters. I do quarters up until the time the baby is one, And then I'll offer the baby halves after that. Same thing goes for cherry tomatoes. That's actually number five. So number four is whole grapes. Number five are whole cherry tomatoes. Your baby loves tomatoes. Just steer clear of those whole cherry ones at first. Cut in quarters at first. And going back to the grapes, I just want to tell you guys a quick story. I was at this event at my children's museum recently. And all seven of my kids were there. And it was like mostly toddlers. This is the point of the story is to show you that all foods, whether they're fed in an unsafe environment, if they're fed in an unsafe environment, rather can be a choking hazard. This children's museum event, when you walked in, first of all, they're like, oh, well, we're getting ready. Let's give the kids a snack. And I like rolled my eyes because I hate snacks and snacks make kids not eat dinner. And everywhere you go with kids, there's always snacks. It's like, all right, fine. The snack table had, no joke, you guys, a bowl of popcorn, um, a bunch of grapes, a bunch of juice boxes, and then like 50 toddlers running around screaming bloody murder, eating these snacks and drinking these juice boxes. And I was like literally having a panic attack. Like where is the hidden camera? Someone is playing a joke on me. You cannot give kids popcorn. You cannot give them grapes. They certainly should not be running around when eating. Sure, older toddlers or older children can eat popcorn safely and eat grapes safely, but not when they're running around with 49 other kids. And then the juice box on top of it just to you know, the icing on the cake, essentially, literally, because it's liquid sugar. Your babies, just so you guys know, should not have juice. Babies don't need juice. Kids don't even need juice. Juice is great for little old ladies and teenage boys who can't keep weight on, but the rest of the world should be eating their fruit and not drinking it. So sorry for the diversion, but just whole grapes running around, popcorn, juice boxes, anything fed in an unsafe environment can be a choking hazard. Let's move back to the list. I'm a third of the way done. I'll try not to go off on tangents like that. But I just do like to share stories with you guys, though, of real life incidences where 
you're not always in control and you realize it's not the safest thing. When you're early on feeding your baby, you're totally in control, but you'll move into an era later where other people are involved in sharing and sharing food with your child that could potentially be dangerous and you have to have a way to deal with it. The way I dealt with it at the Children's Museum, I thought, like, I went to the PR girl and I was like, let me just paint the picture here. Let's say one of these kids chokes on the popcorn. Like, that's not really good. Can we just, can we make a big circle? Can we all sit crisscross applesauce and eat the snacks that they don't need safely before we let them run around the museum? So, brought, solved the problem, maybe, shortly. I didn't get invited back to any other children's museum events, in case you guys are wondering. Uh, back to the 15 foods never to feed your baby. Number six, cow's milk. Now, Cow's milk is fine as an ingredient if you're cooking foods or if you're serving yogurt to your baby or cheese. When we say don't feed cow's milk, the caveat there is we don't offer cow's milk in place of fluid breast milk or formula. So you don't offer cups of cow's milk instead of breast milk or formula until after the baby is one. So again, we want your baby to be exposed to cow's milk protein. And you can have milk in cooked or baked products or if you once your baby gets you know, good going on eating a lot of foods and make oatmeal with whole milk, cow's milk. That's fine. Just don't substitute the fluid cow's milk for breast milk or formula for a number of reasons, which we'll cover in a different episode. Number seven, we don't feed any hard raw fruits or vegetables. So no hard raw fruits or vegetables. Things like carrots or apples, pears, they should be avoided in their raw state, although they're perfectly safe if they're cooked until soft. So I'll see things in like those super judgy baby led weaning Facebook groups that I know some of you guys are in will be like, your baby can eat carrots. Well, your baby can eat carrots if they're cut the right way and cooked the right way, but your baby can't eat carrots if they're not cooked or cut the wrong way. We usually generally don't cut food in coin shapes um, because it can lodge in the baby's throat. It's a thing like a hot dog. I'm not sure. Parents will say like, how do you feel about hot dogs? Like, well, it's not like, it's sometimes food for sure because it's super salty, but if you do do hot dogs, they should be cut in matchstick shape as opposed to coin shape in order to prevent choking risk. So no hard, raw fruits and vegetables. Parents ask a lot about bell peppers. They're like obsessed with feeding their babies bell peppers. I do not do raw bell pepper strips. You can do the jarred red bell peppers. Sometimes depending upon what brand it is, you may have to remove the skin. But bell peppers are just a food I prefer to wait until the baby is older to eat. There's no hurry or pressure to have your baby eating raw red bell peppers at seven months of age. That is a choking hazard. Number eight is fruit juice. The American Academy of Pediatrics says no fruit juice for babies before one. As I mentioned earlier, there's no need for it. And fresh fruit is a better bet. I can show you a million different fruits that your baby can eat, the regular intact versions of them, provided that they're soft and prepared appropriately. We can do apples. We can do pears if they're peeled and cooked and soft so that the baby can adequately chew and swallow them. We don't want anything raw or crunchy, and we don't feed babies. Babies don't need juice. Number nine, there are certain types of fish that it's wise to steer clear of. So we want to stay away from high mercury fish like king mackerel, marlin, things like orange ruffy, shark, swordfish, tilefish, big eye tuna. Again, I have this all compiled into a PDF that's 15 foods never to feed your baby that you guys can download at blwpodcast.com slash eight. That's where you can get this free download with all of the same info. So moving on, number 10, hot dogs cut into coin shapes. Again, processed meats are high in salt, so there are sometimes food. We generally don't feed foods like that to the baby. But if you have to serve hot dogs, 
like that's all they had at the Children's Museum, let's say, do so in matchstick and not coin shapes. Number 11, dried fruit. Many dried fruits have, first of all, added sugars, which again, not appropriate for babies, but they're also sticky, so they can be a choking risk. So people will say, well, can I feed my baby prunes because my baby's constipated? Absolutely. But your baby can't eat real intact prunes because they're so sticky. They could get lodged on the roof of the mouth. The baby has difficulty clearing that, and that's a choking risk. But you can make, for example, a homemade prune puree. If you guys are interested, I have a recipe for that on a blog post that I wrote that's called Help, My Baby is Constipated. And I'll walk you through why constipation is a regular side effect, no pun intended, of starting solids. But when you may need to intervene, most of the time you don't. If you did want to offer something for constipation, a homemade prune puree is something you can easily make and you can make that food safe. So again, are prunes safe? Well, it depends. It depends whether it's prepared safely. Yes, that's okay. It depends whether it has added sugar. If it did, that would not be okay. So number 11 on the list of 15 foods never to feed your baby are dried fruits. Number 12, foods with added sugar. It's surprising how many baby foods and kids' foods do have a significantly higher amount of added sugar or any added sugars, to be honest. Babies don't need added sugar, and the American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends refraining from added sugars in the baby's diet. So we want to try to minimize Process and packaged foods that have added salt, but also added sugar. Number 13 is foods with added salt. I would encourage you guys to become a sodium sleuth and to read your labels. You can season your baby's food and flavor your baby's food with herbs and spices instead of salt when cooking for your baby. Number 14 is honey. Honey is a no-go for babies under the age of one. Honey poses a risk for botulism in your baby's still developing immune system And by the way, because honey is an added sugar, babies don't need foods that are sweetened with honey anyway. We should avoid added sugars at all costs. Honey is an added sugar, even though it has the perception of being more natural. There's the added problem with the increased risk for botulism. And some parents will say, well, you know, I'm not really worried about that because I don't feed my baby honey. There actually have been recent reported deaths of infant botulism in particular communities where Uh, practices such as using a honey pacifier are routine. In certain cultural practices, honey may be used to soothe a baby who's colicky or help a baby sleep through the night, but we should never feed the baby honey again because of that potential for infant botulism. And number 15 on the list are hard candies. Same thing as with honey. Babies don't need dessert, okay? But obviously, hard candies pose an added risk as they are also a choking hazard. So there's the list of the 15 foods you never want to feed your baby. Again, you can grab that in a nice, neat PDF download at blwpodcast.com slash eight. I want to leave you guys with another quick tip, which is if you find that like talking about choking and all of this discussion about your baby potentially choking is giving you anxiety, A, you're normal because it is anxiety inducing. And I share this information again, not to scare you, but rather to educate you. Because the research shows us that babies who start solid foods with a baby-led approach to feeding are at no higher risk of choking than our babies who do traditional spoon feeding, provided that the parents are educated about minimizing choking risk. If you look at the research that compares baby-led weaning and different varieties of that, the ones who always succeed the most are the ones who have education about reducing choking risk. So you guys have just gone through a list of 15 foods that we shouldn't feed our babies Many of those foods are listed because they pose a choking risk. So here you are 
educating yourself about reducing choking risk, that's going to help you and your baby succeed with baby led weaning. I would also always encourage you to take a refresher infant CPR course. CPR is so important because it saves lives and it gives you the skill set to know what to do in the event that your baby chokes. Because choking, as I mentioned before, is a very rare but a very real risk. So go ahead and link to the 15 foods download that you can grab from the show notes. But I'm also going to link to a few blog posts, the one about constipation that has the prune puree recipe for you, as well as the real life stories of babies choking, where other moms in my community graciously shared their stories of their babies choking in order that we all can learn from it. If you're finding these tips and these episodes helpful, I would be so grateful if you would review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe wherever you're listening, and don't forget that I also teach weekly online baby-led weaning workshops. My free workshop is called Baby-Led Weaning for Beginners. It's how to get your baby to try 100 foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. Everyone on that workshop will get a list of the 100 First Foods list, which is part of my 100 First Foods program. Now that you guys know 15 foods not to feed your baby, I want you to use that information so that you can confidently start feeding your baby all the different foods and flavors and tastes and textures that they can eat. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Bye.